almost completely. Unbelievable. I hope you're happy. I'm very, very happy, and we hope that you, the listener, is happy as well. Welcome to the greatest song you never heard podcast, where I, Chris Cochran, and my great friend, not good friend, Phil Anderson, get together on a fairly regular basis. We miss a week once in a while, but we get together on a regular basis, and we talk about songs that have dramatically transformed the way that we look at the world. And, and this song today may be one of those songs that have transformed Phil's life. Then again, it could just be some crappy song he pulled out of his butt. So who knows? Welcome, Phil, to the greatest song you've never heard. Both things can be true. That is absolutely true. <laughs> I mean, true. that's what I... Both things can be true. Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking, by the way. Good. Trying to switch accounts here on our Twitter so that at the very end, I'm ready to go. There you go. There you go. If you've never listened to the show before... Where you been? Right. Now we're like 60-some episodes in. There's really no excuse at this point. That is true. That is true. It's great to have you here. And uh, if you don't know, we start this show out every week. Only one of us knows the song we're going to be listening to, and the other one has no clue. So today, I'm going to be experiencing this song for the very first time, Phil, just like you. And today, by the way, a shout-out to Treehouse Brewing. Good call. Uh, Not sponsoring us, but if they wanted to sponsor us, I would gladly accept that. Getting getting their product would be a little bit more difficult, wouldn't it? That's true. Well, it's only three hours from uh, where I'm doing work in central New York, so there's that, too. So, But it does add weight to your luggage. Mm. That's all right. I'm, it's <laughs> I'm totally fine. If it, as long as it makes it home to my fridge, it's fine. Yeah, it's not like a wine bottle. This came in a can. This That's, isn't likely to... You know, fall and break. I have had no less than an entire case of 16-ounce cans in my carry-on. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say explode. No, no, no. I had a bottle of tequila actually explode in my luggage coming back from Mexico many really? years ago. Yeah. Oh, I've never had the. I've never had a problem with it breaking, exploding, nothing. Even the the bottles that I brought. I think I think we were not claiming that bottle too. <laughs> Which is probably God. Well, you don't have to claim anything until there's only a certain under a certain amount. You can bring back up to two, two yeah. fifths, yeah, uh, and you don't have to claim it. So, well, it was like a seventy-five cents a fifth for Cuervo at the time. I was drinking t- <laughs> Cuervo tequila. No judging. I was like twelve. That's okay. That's okay. That's what you do. Ooh, when- twelve is really, really going to be important today. Really, I'm not going any further. All right. Well, you got a song for us today? I do. And and that's a semi-great segue of uh, that's how we plan things, really. Uh, I've got a song which I believe could very well be a monumental greatest song you never heard. Oh. Yeah. Is did, it about the Lincoln Memorial? It's not. Did you get the joke there? Yes, I did. Okay, just check it. The Lincoln Memorial is a... Sometimes I'm too smart for my own good and only I'm laughing. (laughs) Well, even if, yeah, I I did get it, but sometimes I'll say I get it and I really don't, but I Hmm. did get it. Okay. Uh, This is a old Prince tune. He did an album called uh, Piano and Microphone. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm going to think it's a girl? Yes. I feel like I've heard this one before. Oh, maybe we've already done this. I can pivot really fast. In fact, (laughs) I don't want to set it up anymore, but I will tell you. There's some talent on this song. As opposed to those songs that we show here that where there's no talent? Well, let me just rephrase that then. Uh, talent that's been paid a lot of money in their careers mm. on this album. Oh. So, not no. Are you saying that they made a lot of money because of this album or they got paid a lot of money to be on this album? 
well, it could be both, and it could be just in their career. They've made a boatload of money. A lot of the players on this album. Hmm. Fascinating. I kind of don't want to say much more. But you don't have to. Let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. Before this, the bliss that exists. But now we brought about the twist. 
Cause I remember reading of my people bleeding Put through slavery and killed for bravery We should have got our freedom much sooner You never seen a black man on the honeymooners But now somehow we've learned to earn to grow the show The elevation of our people built this so Jesse Jackson, Miss America, a black one No more living for just a small fraction I was once told by the dude that knowledge is a fool To nourish, so took a clue Just from an Asiatic descendant, Big Daddy is shot You can be back on the block Back Is my present state of being seeing the unpleasant sight of righteous souls live like peasants. The mind stunts growth and adolescence. My insight enables me to enlighten the weakest of minds and I put him in flight as I transcend the ascent or descend, recreate, reincarnate, and reset. The powerful spirits of our ancestors for those that don't know how God blessed us because man messed up, the media dressed up, lies perpetrated as truths and it left us confused. But I've seen it all before from Babylon to the So you were concerned before we started recording that maybe I had heard this song. Yes. Never heard it. Really? Never heard it. Oh, that's fantastic. But I already know a lot about it. Just because of the lyrics. Well, it's got to be Ice-T. And it's got to be called Back on the Block. Okay, you got... um, I give you 1.3 of those answers. Well, if it's not a T, then it would be uh, NWA, but I doubt it's an NWA song because there's too much keyboards in here for it'd be post NWA. So this would be 1994 time frame. Yeah, 89. 
Okay. Yeah. I was gonna guess eighty-eight because uh, the Vanessa Williams. <laughs> you didn't. You guessed ninety-four. I know, but I was confused, and I was because I didn't know when the NWA Ice T was still uh, with NWA, and the Vanessa Williams reference about a black Miss America that was eighty-eight. I knew that, but I was like, oh man, how, is it in there? And Jesse Jackson ran for president in nineteen eighty-eight. <clears throat> so some tips gave it away. The um, Andre Crouch singers is a big part of this as well. So you got that. Well, that's just because you forgot and left that part in, Damn in, the, in the lyrics <laughs> with Tevin Campbell. Unbelievable. <laughs> I forgot to take it out. So my, so my guess is, though, uh, that it's either... Uh, is it an Andre Crouch song with featuring uh, Ice-T? No. I will give you a few hints, though. Um, and some of these hints will be off the wall. Okay. okay? Um, Michael Jackson. No, but that's okay. pretty funny. It was like a, that answer was like thriller, though, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. Anyway, um, you see what I did there? Well, I, I saw okay. exactly what you did there. Uh, the person that put this album together. Quincy Jones. It, yes. Okay. Garfield High School. Yes. Yeah. This he, is, he mentioned Quincy in there and talked did. about don't let them tell you what to do. And So the I gave you 1.3, I think, yeah. out of two. Uh, Ice-T was the first uh, verse. Okay. That was him. And then you had uh, Mel Mel. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm full disclosure, a lot of these guys I don't know. Okay. Okay? I, I, um, I'm tracking with you so far. I know who those are. So, uh, Andrea Crouch. Yes. I those singers are awesome. Yes. They are so good. Really good. Um, I, I didn't know really anything about him. Tevin Campbell was 12 years old. For real. So when was Michael Jackson? How old was he when Quincy first started working with him? Uh, well, it would have been like 15 or 16 because he was 12. right. He was 12? Also 12. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think Quincy said this kid is got the chops just like Michael wow. Jackson. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think he went as far as Michael Jackson. I'm Did just not. saying. Uh, let's see. Verse three. Uh, Big Daddy Kane. Really? Really? That's fascinating. This do you know is, who that is? I don't. Oh. <laughs> well, I, let's put it this way. I kind of do. Uh, let's see. Um, Antonio Hardy, better known by his stage name, Big Daddy Kane. This is what I know from yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah. So you probably know. Um, he was uh, with the Juice Crew. Juice Crew? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, in, in 1986, as a member of the Juice Crew. I don't remember the Juice Crew, but this would have been like my high school years. I know. That's why right I in the midst of all of that. Yeah. A big, arrogant roll of the dice on this. Well, um, I, I, to be completely honest, I wasn't super into Quincy Jones. In high school or middle well, school, so. You know, this was one of those things where he had taken some time off, and this was a big tribute. Back on the block, he's like, I didn't play the prelude on this. Okay. It's about a minute, but it goes, I mean, it says his name all over the place, and I'm mm. like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> but the, uh, the whole album, I, I mean, the credentials on this album are Ray Charles is on it, Chaka Khan, Sierra Garrett, Sierra Sieda Garrett. Okay. Easy for you to say. Uh, not at all. <laughs> um, Cicada? I, no, it's Sidia. I don't know why I'm struggling. Anyway, backup singer for Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. Um, who also went on for uh, with a solo career. The last verse was verse four, a cool modi. Cool modi, yep. So, yep. and then the very last bit where you heard, now I would, I would contend that... Um, the rappers, rap is here to stay. Yes. You already named him. That was the Reverend 
Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson. Well, it's, so it's funny because um, one of the things I really liked about this song is it takes me back in time to uh, an era where uh, rap music was still in its infancy. I mean, it's, right. you from the time, the, like one of the... You can debate as to who invented rap, but like the biggest, the first real big rap group was the Sugar Hill Gang. I thought it was Aerosmith. <laughs> Walk This Way? Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be Run DMC. No, um, that was Aerosmith. That's a rap song. Well, yes, but the rap song with Run DMC oh, that was fantastic. is amazing. Yeah, oh, Penn and Teller in that video. How weird is that? That's... <laughs> What are they just like, let's grab these guys yes. here and put them in? It's exactly that whole thing. Uh, but it's an interesting time because when rap first started, this style of music was still considered uh, urban and counterculture. And, mm. and you listen to it now and you're like, oh, that's a cute little tune. But it doesn't sound like yeah. there's nothing gangster about it. There's nothing like, but literally that's what people were listening to in gangs. That's what people were listening to in you know Harlem and mm. Brooklyn. And yeah. it's, it's, so it's a weird thing to listen to now and not understand the context of what was going on culturally with rap music at the time. What I will say about this is, I, and I'm not a big fan of rap music per se, I just don't like the, the the violence and the swearing and the hoes and this like that. Okay. Mm. One of my favorite rap songs ever. The chorus is, I ain't never run from nothing but the police. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good song. Dude. Okay. So this, I, I was going to save this in my back pocket, but I, I have to tell you now, I was watching a Richard Pryor a uh, little bit. Not Richard Pryor. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Richard Pryor on Johnny Carson. And uh, he was asked by Johnny Carson. Did you go in your time machine for this? No. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm, I look at, I think it was a Carlin thing. And then Richard Pryor came up on the okay. side on YouTube. Uh, I was, Richard Pryor says he was asked by Johnny Carson what the worst place he ever played. And he said the L.A. County Jail. <laughs> but he said he must have been really good because he was held over for 10 days. <laughs> So, yeah, I ain't read nothing but the police. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Um, this album, like I said, uh, Ray Charles, Chaka Khan, uh, Sieta, Saida. There it is. Saida Garrett. Oh, okay. gosh almighty. Sayataka um, Garrett. Yeah, I'm not going to try to say it again. Uh, Tevin Campbell. There is a rendition of Birdland on this. That is um, really interesting. Hmm. Uh, Birdland is uh, Weather Report. Weather Report originally did Birdland. Okay. Um, a jazz fusion band. And this really took it up in terms of production and, and whatnot. I just um, didn't go for that one. I just wanted to go this. This is such an iconic song off an iconic album, in my opinion. It won... A lot of awards. I want really? to say seven Grammys uh, when it came out. And I am not finding it right now. Let's see. I, I think you're right. I remember I remember this album getting a, a bunch of Grammys back at the time. And it was kind of interesting uh, being a kid at the time, a high school kid. Mm -hmm. This was 88 or 89. You keep saying that. That just shows how much younger you are than I am. I know. I just want to rub it in a little bit. I know. Uh, 1989, uh, depending on what time of the year it was. Uh, if it was the Grammys in 89, it was released in 89 and won a Grammy, so it would have been 90 when it probably, won the Grammys. Yeah. So I would have been a freshman, uh, sophomore probably in high school when this album came out. And I remember specifically like thinking, who in the heck is this Quincy Jones moron? Because I didn't know who he was. The only thing I knew him from was We Are the World. Right. And he produced that. Right. But here's the funny thing is Tevin, uh, Tevin Campbell. Yeah. Uh, 
he was asked, hey, do you want to do a song um, on this album? He's like, okay, do you know who Quincy Jones is? It's like, nope. <laughs> uh, I think he learned pretty quick on, you know, in terms of the, the weight, Quincy, um, Quincy, whatever his last name <laughs> Jeez, man. Q. We'll just call him Q. Q. Uh, He flung around in the music industry. He is a heavy hitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially back then. He had created hit after hit after hit. Uh, It's kind of funny that I haven't heard this song. You'd think I would have at some point stumbled across it. Again, uh, thought this was a very, very arrogant play. Um, This album features legendary musicians and singers from across the generations. Ella, Miles Davis. Joe Zawinul, Ice-T, Big Daddy Kane, Sarah Vaughn. Hmm. By the way, little known fact, I believe Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughn, it was the last studio recordings of these jazz singers. Really? Yep. Fascinating. Yeah, so uh, Dizzy Gillespie, Hmm. George Benson was on this. Wow. In a background role, I don't know if he had a vocal, Luther Vandross, Dionne Warwick, Barry White, Chaka Khan, Take Six. Yes. You know, Bobby McFerrin, your favorite. Yep. And Al Jarreau, uh, Al B. Shore, mm-hmm. James Ingram, uh, Ray Charles, and Tevin Campbell, only wow. 12 years old. It won right here, the 33rd Grammy Awards. Well, half of the Voting Academy was on the album, so it should have yeah, won something. You got that right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it, uh, it's a monumental al- album. It take, I, I mean, I got it right away when it came out right and uh i think i actually used this in oh god aerobics aerobics classes yes did you wear leg warmers no oh no my aerobics partner did though Mm. a shout out to debbie powell (laughs) i knew knew right when i you know uh, should not i knew you walked right into it i did anyway yeah so back on the block 1989 uh quincy jones Quincy Jones. Wow, it's a good song. I like that song a lot. Well, and it's got, I mean, it's got some weight on right. who's playing on it. Yeah. And they all came together, uh, no egos and things like that, which is always nice. Yeah. It's opposite of what happens today in the oh, everything, scene. And everything. <laughs> yeah. You, you get into an altercation and one of you guys lose your life. So, so why do you think this song wasn't... Uh, this album won Grammys, like not one, but multiple Grammys. I think it's seven, yeah, in different uh, seven Grammys. Yeah. Right, think about that for a second. Yeah, why was this song? Was it not released as a single? This one was not. So the singles that came off of this, um, the the was, sorry, I have it up. Uh, multiple single singles were lifted from the album. Found success. Uh, I'll be good to you. I don't go for that. The Secret Garden and Tomorrow, A Better You, Better Me, which was originally an instrumental on the Brothers Johnson's album. Hmm. So that was uh, that was the one that was with Ray. Charles? No, that wasn't that one. I'll be good to you. Oh, this is the same thing that happens at home. Hmm. You got this delay. Fascinating. It was. You can use your words. I know. I'm. I, <laughs> where the heck did it go? Ray Charles. There we go. I'll be good to you with Ray Charles, Chaka Khan, and Quincy Jones. Huh. Yeah. So, and I'm hearing a super delay on my voice. That just started. I don't know why. If you can figure it out, that'd be great. <clears throat> awesome. Well, 
to wind this up, tell us, uh, it was Quincy Jones, Back on the Block. The album is called? Back on the Block. This was the title cut. Back on the Block. And uh, greatest song? One of the greatest songs I've never heard. Well, you can't say that anymore. That's true. Because you've heard it. But if you have anything to say about this, please, we want to hear from you. Go to Twitter. It's at G-S-Y-N-H podcast on Facebook. We are the greatest song you never heard podcast. And it's the greatest song you never heard dot com. Until next week. Thank you, Chris. uh, Thank you, Phil, for introducing us to Quincy Jones and his mighty singers. Perfect. Perfect.